on the eve of Elimination Chamber from an undisclosed location that's clearly the uh, place they were at last week. We get an obviously pre-recorded WWE SmackDown for February the 23rd, 2024. These are my thoughts. Welcome to the SVS Wrestling Podcast and svsreviews.com slash wrestling. I'm Jason C. McLean. Now, a little explanation first. Uh, when I usually do a, a written review or a video review, I'll uh, watch SmackDown and take audio notes on my phone, and then I'll get a good night's sleep. I'll wake up the next day. I'll take those notes. I'll do some edits. I'll find the right images. I'll uh, tag the images. I'll do the whole production for the video. It's pretty much the same thing. I'll download it. I'll set up the whole studio and all that, and then I'll publish the uh, the next day. The problem is Elimination Chamber is tomorrow at 5 a.m. Eastern, and I'm only watching it at noon. Uh, now, that would be fine, except for the fact that while I can do all the production stuff to actually publish and share online, I would have to go online to social media. And I've experienced it before where I've, I, I was getting off uh, the Metro, and I remember looking at my phone randomly, Facebook, where I followed like one wrestling page, and the first thing I saw was and new, a graphic. So I want to avoid spoilers, so I'm going to record this down in dirty audio, get this out tonight. Um, so there, there were some pretty good matches scheduled on this SmackDown, and uh, we had uh, LA Knight versus uh, Drew McIntyre, Liv Morgan versus uh tiffany stratton in fact that's the one we started with well first we started with some entering the arena last week graphics uh i, I love these new production values but uh i knew it was last week so yeah, we get the first match in the almost in the ring first we hear bianca belair comes down uh, she's going to watch Liv morgan and tiffany stratton from ringside the match starts uh tiffany tries to leave bianca gives her the thumb down lives slams her into the barricade then brings her back into the ring for a one count we also get the 2k24 scores Liv morgan has 85 tiffany stratton has 79 nice backstabber by morgan uh buff barbie doll i think Corey graves made that reference uh uh, uh tiffany gives a nice crucifix driver uh, she tries for the uh, prettiest moonsault ever, but Morgan capitalizes. Um, she doesn't let her get to it. Um, uh, she slams her down. Uh, she pulls Stratton off the ropes, does a power bomb. There's a two count. Uh, it was actually quite good. A decent match. Uh, but of course, it ends with uh, uh, Stratton uh, uh, getting into a little bit of a tiff slapping Bianca Belair. Uh, now, I'd also seen the press conference, which this live audience hadn't seen, and I think we might actually be doing Bianca Belair and Tiffany Stratton at WrestleMania. I was thinking it was going to be Bianca and Jade Cargill, but you know, this is a good replacement. Also, talk about pushing someone to the moon in their 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 uh, main roster debut, Bianca Belair versus Tiffany Stratton. Well, I think the chamber might solidify that. Uh, and of course, uh, Tiffany capitalizes on this. Uh, uh, by Bianca jumping up to to respond, and uh, the uh, Liv actually had her pinned, but the ref didn't see it. Tiffany capitalizes uh, and gets the one two three on Liv Morgan, pissing off Liv, Liv Morgan on her revenge tour. Backstage, we get a segment with Drew McIntyre, uh, looking very serious, uh, and uh, then Bobby Lashley comes up looking serious as ever, and we get a deep cut WrestleMania 37 reference, setting up another potential feud in the chamber, so that's always nice. Uh, 
Uh, then we get like Ashanti Viadonis and Cedric Alexander. Now, apparently they're going to be a tag team, which is kind of good because it's good for them to find something to do. They're in, it's sort of like a pretty deadly-esque vignette. They're in some home and most of the segment keeps cutting back to this random cat. I don't know if this is the best way to introduce them, but the two of them as a tag team, I think that's something that that, that could work. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but of course, the segment wasn't even acknowledged. It just happened. It wasn't acknowledged on commentary. Uh, Corey Graves uh, started talking about the next thing, and they went right into a recap package, which involved segments from Raw last week. Now, I was always wondering these, uh, uh, when they taped two SmackDowns in a row, the live audience might might get a little bit tired, but no, because the second SmackDown, they're probably not showing a lot of these segments to the audience. Like they definitely didn't show the recap segment, which included stuff from Raw, and they also didn't show uh, the Roman Reigns uh, Jimmy Uso of the Bloodline backstage segment because in that segment uh, they referenced what happens on happened on Raw. Speaking about that segment, uh, Although Roman claimed he was the one uh, that that's, that told Paul Heyman to send uh, Jimmy to to Raw, I'm thinking maybe Paul got those instructions for The Rock. Who knows? Some some tensions on the inside. Uh, then we get Braun Breaker's big SmackDown debut. Uh, and he's fighting Dante Chen from NXT. Now, Dante Chen is the kind of guy that Braun Breaker probably wouldn't even face on NXT. He's so much that far down the card, but yet he's making, facing him on SmackDown. I'm impressed that Braun's very fast. It's I hadn't been familiar with Braun's NXT run. I know he's currently a tag team champion there. Very quick victory. Basically the definition of a squash match. We get Electra Lopez backstage talking to Cruz del Toro and walking wild. But of course that sets up for a beatdown by uh, the other members of Legado del Fantasma and Santos Escobar giving them a talking to. Zelina comes in, Vega comes in a little bit late. Now I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're... I mean, until Rey Mysterio comes back, I don't know what they're doing with uh, the LWO. I don't think they're going to abandon it, but maybe they're going to abandon it temporarily. Who knows? Uh, then we uh, we we get uh, a backstage segment with uh, the Judgment Day. At first, I'm wondering, are Priest and Balor really there? Or was this just taped somewhere else? But they'll be later find out they were there. We get the obligatory match for anybody Balor and Priest are facing for the tag team titles. Uh, they have to fight... Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough first. I was thinking in the back of my mind, if uh, Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough beat them and they don't already have a match scheduled, that means obviously they're not going to have the match. If uh, they beat Dominic Mysterio and JD McDonough, that gives them the chance to lose the Judgment Day. But what if they already have the match scheduled? I was kind of hoping for Dominic and JD to win because that might mean that Balor and Priest will lose. But of course, I'm just thinking overthinking this too much. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, they were uh, Dom, at one point. Dom had did a two amigos. He didn't get the third one. Uh, uh, Tyler Bate made a hot tag to Pete Dunn, and Dunn cleared the ring. Uh, there were some double team attempts. Uh, one which was stopped. Uh, of course, the crowd was booing Dominic and cheering anyone going against him. Uh, McDonough almost gets a two count, and then uh, JD gets the. Uh, Tour uh uh gets the uh the, the and the tour de force he gets dropped on his back. Big tag big tags are done. The double team tour de force almost gets the pin on JD, but then Don comes in for Dom comes in for the save. Uh uh Dom counters the uh 
Devil Inside on JD into a sun. Uh, sorry, Dunn. Pete Dunn counters a uh, Devil Inside on JD uh, into a sunset flip. Uh, JD almost gets a pin, but of course, eventually, uh, even though Judgment Day did look strong and uh, did look uh, heelish, uh, Dunn and Bate get the win. And uh, of course, uh, Balor and Priest come down, and there's a bit of a scuffle. Uh, and eventually, Dunn and Bate just sort of uh, run off. Priest almost got a double choke slam on them, but didn't, setting up for uh, the next day at Elimination Chamber. Side note to Corey Graves No, Seth Rollins will not be awake at 5 a.m. watching the men's Elimination Chamber match because where Seth Rollins is, is Perth, Australia. He'll be at the PLE. And uh, it will be, I guess, six or seven o'clock at night for him. Um, There's a fun bit backstage. Logan Paul, Austin Theory, Grayson, Grayson Waller all talking and laughing. Kevin Owens comes up. It gets even funnier. And Paul Heyman comes in and it gets interesting. Um, now, I'm wondering, for the next match, I'm actually wondering if WWE read my comment from last week and retroactively changed this show because we actually get a tag team match between the Street Profits um, and... Uh, authors of pain instead of just you know members of the faction fighting squash matches uh uh actually it's a, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty decent match um uh profits are clearly baby faces at the start but at least they don't have the cups falling down um and the the final testament look really good coming into the ring in black and white i still don't know what archers uh, archers of pain are wearing um of course uh Angela, Do- uh, Angelo Dawkins uh, does the high risk maneuver, which is something you can't see the the, art, the authors of pain doing. But of course, the authors of pain, wow, those are big guys. I mean, the stru- street profits are not small guys, but compared to the authors of pain, they're kind of small. They're the ones doing all the the flippy moves, whereas the authors of pain are doing the strength moves. It's an interesting sort of uh, feeling out of the two teams. Uh, the profits got a nice super uh, blockbuster, um, but of course. Uh, there was a there was a save. Uh, uh, Rosar saved the day because they were getting an on Occam. Eventually, Karrion Cross gets involved, uh, and uh, Bob La- Bobby Lashley attacks him. But then uh, Bobby Lashley gets injured, and uh, or not injured, but he gets attacked too. And they're wondering on commentary if he's going to be ready for the match the next day in the Elimination Chamber. Um, this feud has a lot of potential; it could continue. Now I'm starting to see where they can go with this. Do more matches like this. Uh, so now we also saw before the match, Dakota Kai was hobbling and then she's injured and she says that damage control attacked her. I'm not sure if damage control really did attack her or if she's just, you know, faking, maybe this is just a play on Bailey, but Bailey's believing it for now. So I guess we're going to believe it for now. And also we find out later that there's going to be a tag team match with the, I guess she, Dakota Kai is cleared for, uh, for, for action because, um, it's Bailey and Dakota Kai versus the uh, Kabuki Warriors, who may or may not be the tag team champions, because we also found out that there's actually going to be a match on the Elimination Chamber pre-show. Kabuki Warriors, uh, that's Asuka and Kairi Sane, defending against uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Mainly, it's a way to get Indy Hartwell, who's Australian, onto the Australian Premium Live event. Um Now, this whole Roman Reigns wants to talk to Grayson Waller thing that they've been building up the whole night didn't really have a payoff because we find out from Roman that this is something for Grayson's ears only. Doesn't seem like the other blood blood members are leaving the room, so it's basically for his ears or their ears and not 
our ears. They built it up the whole night and they didn't really tell us what the big deal is. But of course, Grayson's now maybe on the inside with the bloodline. Who knows? Uh, also, Drew McIntyre telling Bobby Lashley he'll pray for him. That was funny. And Drew heads out for his match. Now, one way you can definitely get Drew McIntyre properly booed, despite all his recent heelish turnings. Keep in mind, this audience hadn't seen him actually beat Cody Rhodes with outside interference. They'd just seen his character, but he's fighting LA Knight. So, of course, he's going to get booed. It was a good match. Um, there was Claymores. There were some uh, BFTs. But, of course, this match... Oh, by the way, uh, Drew McIntyre's... Uh, LA Knight's uh, uh, WWE 2K24 score is 88, and Drew McIntyre is 89. Good to find that out. The match was solid. But, of course, we had um, Logan Paul coming out on commentary, and then we had Kevin Owens coming out on commentary. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, made a funny remark. Uh, I'm... Uh, a very remarkably specific remark. I'm 39 and I look 36. Great KO. KO also made a funny comment. Uh, he was the, the one to reference the fact that like, he's like, once said tomorrow, he's like, oh, tomorrow, I guess it's a time zone thing. I got nervous, acknowledging the fact this is actually a week before. Uh, uh, there was also a future shock DDT on LA night. Uh, like I said, Claymore's, but eventually uh, with those two guys at ringside, you knew eventually, um, uh, Drew threw LA Knight uh, at Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens attacked Drew, causing a disqualification. They all started, Logan Paul got in, they all started, all started fighting, and then, ooh, Bobby Lashley came in and basically basic, eventually cleared house. Bobby Lashley's music starts playing, uh, and then uh, Drew comes back, and then I was waiting for it. The last minute, Randy Orton comes down. Is uh, he wins his music, and we end with a SmackDown with Randy Orton's music playing. Now, was this the best SmackDown? Was this as eventful as last week's? Obviously not, but this was a go home show. The real go home show was Raw. Raw on Monday was excellent. This was a decent pre recorded show. Also, on Raw, I noticed that the uh, they had taken away the red shading for the audience on this show, which was pre taped. They still had the uh, sort of blue shading on the audience, so maybe that'll change. Next week's SmackDown has, of course, The Rock and has bunch of other people has some really interesting matches so that might be better now i'm going to get some sleep um and i'm going to definitely watch elimination chamber tomorrow at noon i'm going to try to avoid social media um uh, but speaking of social media um uh follow uh at silo reviews on x follow at sbs reviews on facebook and instagram i'm jason c mclean on instagram and uh X or Twitter. Of course, X and Twitter is where I actually really talk about wrestling. Uh, and of course, uh, well, we're not on YouTube, but we do have the, the channel on YouTube, uh, uh, SVS Wrestling on YouTube. Of course, this is the SVS Wrestling podcast and for uh, usually written, but I guess not today, reviews of Raw, SmackDown, and WWE PLE. PLEs go to uh, svsreviews.com slash wrestling, and I'll catch you next time.